0: Go to the
1: athletic club here in town and put a bottle of bourbon and a glass on the edge of the thing. Kids, don't touch this.
0: You'd be hailed a hero, man.
2: Have you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass? Yeah, I said it. Damn! Well, if so, welcome to your new home, Brother. Brother. This is My Fence Life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in welcome to the my fence life studio
1: hey, hey what's happening fence lifers man you're not gonna believe this okay we're on our very first episode of season five and just so you know our seasons run six months like january to june july to uh, december so season five man i'm i'm stoked about this season and uh we got DD technologies along for the ride on this one uh, don't forget, we're going live using StreamYard, so before you leave a comment, please go to the StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook to allow StreamYard permission to show your name with your comment so we can see what the hell's going on, right? We can see what's going on, but we just don't know who's saying it. Also, guys, you can find us live all over the place. Right now, we're live on YouTube. We're live on the My Fence Life Facebook page. We're live on the Fence Industry Only Facebook page. And uh, we're live in the Fence Media Facebook page. Jesus, where else? And LinkedIn. So, uh, yeah, got a lot of stuff going on, man. We're trying to grow the show and make some things happen. But, hey, we got a hell of a guest tonight. We've had this guy on before. Uh, but he was he just did a phone call. So we didn't know what this cat looked like. But tonight we get to... Uh, See his uh, shiny head tonight, man. Um, He's probably he's he's where I'm headed. I'm I'm headed there, guys. Uh, This guy lives in New Jersey, and uh, you know usually this is the part where I say you know hey he's married he's got eight kids blah blah blah. But ladies, this guy's single, so I might drop his phone number in the description so you give him a shout after the show. Uh, When he was growing up, he helped manage the family pizza business, and uh, with a last name like Caponella. That doesn't surprise me one bit, okay? Then he decided to chase that bubbling crew, that old black gold, uh, that Texas tea, and head uh, head west like the Beverly Hillbillies to a university called Tampa, University of Tampa, to get his degree in advertising. And then uh, after college, he worked in building products and landed a job at James Hardy Fiber Cement, where his sales career started, and he started traveling to metro areas of New Jersey, New York, in uh, Philadelphia, so you guys up in the Northeast, y'all might know this cat. In uh, 2016, he was looking for something different to do, and he said, uh, "Why wouldn't someone want to go work for a company that has a line of hinges called Badass?" Right. So he joined D and D Technologies and uh, their family, and he now covers the entire northeastern portion of the U.S. of A. Uh, pretty big territory. He's an avid weightlifter, and he enjoys uh, wakeboarding, cooking, and photography. And uh, the last time we had him on the show was asking me about my day number 42, which was back in November of 2022, um, when we found out that uh, there was a mini fence tech in Atlantic City that goes on every other year. So let's go ahead and get this guy on.
2: All right, fence lifers. Get ready for your shut it. Badass Hinge Guest brought to you by D Technology, creator of the Magna Latch. If it doesn't say badass, it ain't D.
1: What's happening, man? Pete Capanella. What's
0: going on? Oh, not a whole lot. How you doing, Dad?
1: I'm doing great, bro. I'm doing great, man. Awesome Good. to have you back on the show. Um, so yeah, uh right. Yeah, man. So how, how you you doing, man? You you uh you up in Jersey right now? You in your hometown?
0: I, I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually um I'm, I'm fixing up my new place, so I've been spending some time here and uh, traveling a little bit up north in New England and and uh, Canada soon. So.
1: Yeah, man. I just got finished watching. I kind of nerd out on this shit, but I watch uh, History Channel, and they have this show. First time I ever seen it. It's called How Our States Were Shaped. Oh great show dude i'm never I, I don't know how i've never seen this before and i learned a whole lot about the northeast and um how the pilgrims and the puritans actually shaped the northeast the massachusetts was all the way up there man yeah and they like uh-uh screw that y'all not doing this and the pilgrims and the puritans started kind of
0: clashing and
1: um yeah man so we ended up getting new england and rhode island and delaware maybe i'm not sure
0: it, it, it's funny you mentioned that the, the easiest way I remember any of the state shapes is the body of water that just kind of separates from the other. <laughs> That's really? usually, usually the easiest to remember. But yeah, yeah so a good show.
1: and then come to find out, Rhode Island was brought in by and the Puritans, had a guy that was with them that was like the purest of the Puritans, and he thought the Puritans weren't pure enough. So they kicked him out, right? So he went down to Rhode Island and started his own deal. Is that crazy? <laughs>
0: He ate pretty well for himself. It's a good place.
1: Yeah, but I think, I think I heard this right. I think the reason why it's called Rhode Island and it's not an island is because he was making himself an island away from all the unpure people. It's crazy how religion shaped our country, man.
0: Absolutely. That's interesting. You learn something every day.
1: I was totally stoked. My old lady came in. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm learning. She's like, this sucks. I'm like, get out of here. I like this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if there's any consolation, I would have joined you, man.
1: Yeah, man. Cool. I, I love those shows, bro. I love them, man. Well, look, let's let's, uh, let's get get down to business. Let's get some of the crap out the way, the nitty-gritty out the way. We want to thank you, D&D Technologies, home of the shut-it, badass hinge, and the world's most trusted gate hardware, and the creator of the Magna Latch. You know, if it doesn't say badass, it ain't D&D. Um, and, man, I don't know if you guys saw it, but D&D's got a new product out. We're going to talk about that tonight. Yeah. Um, it's uh it's pretty dope. I'm psyched about it. I was telling uh old Dan Wheeler about the uh, new hinge y'all have coming out, and he's like, "Man, I could have used this on this farm job I just did." So we're gonna talk about that tonight. And uh, don't forget, guys, we got three rules of the show: beer, bourbon, and business. Y'all go ahead, put down in the comments, let us know. Uh, let us know what you're drinking, man. And I'll tell you what I'm drinking right here. I'm drinking some uh, old Forester. Bourbon, man. That's what I'm doing. What about you, uh, Mr. Capanella?
0: I got myself a Miller Lite tonight.
1: Ooh, old Shane Miller Lite drinking Catton would be down with that, a good shepherd fence. You know, Shane?
0: Uh, I don't. I don't, actually. Do no. Sounds like a good
1: guy. Oh, man. He, he dreams of Pilsner every night.
0: Respect. <laughs> He's got good
1: taste. Yeah, man. He just got back from Milwaukee, and uh, he went toward the Miller Lite place, and uh, the the factory or whatever brewery whatever and uh, he's got a pretty cool picture that i'm going to steal off his facebook there's a big huge mill light bottle and he's hugging it and he's got one leg at an l and he's <laughs> 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 he's standing there perched on one leg and there's other legs up at an l it was freaking great man
0: I, I might have to uh follow in his footsteps and head that way get myself a picture like that
1: yeah he said he had a he said it was it was really really a good time and a lot of history that he learned so um, guys, we haven't read a review in a while, so I want to read one because y'all, y'all take the time to leave a review. I want to take the time to read it. So, Jesse Smith with Smith & Company Custom Fence LLC says, love the podcast. Lots of value and knowledge for us little guys out here. We really appreciate it. And uh, that's about all he said, man. It's short and sweet. So, thank you, Jesse. Appreciate you, bro. So, um, Pete. Mr. Yeah. Caponella, man, with a, a name like that, bro. I mean, I wouldn't, you're either the, the, the godfather, the, the crime boss of D&D, or uh, you got an Italian you know, sandwich shop down on the corner of 7th Avenue and West 48th Street or something, right?
0: You're like three quarters the way there. Um, I am absolutely the crime boss of D&D, um, without question. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Um, and then as far as the sandwich shop, Uh, I, my family did own a pizzeria uh, up until about two years ago, really. And uh, there were sandwiches there. So, but I I worked there actually growing up um, in between school years during the summer. So, okay. Is that where you learned how to, is that where you learned how to manage and,
1: and run people and, and do a team and all that stuff? Was that a big,
0: yeah, exactly. And and big time customer service too. I mean, there's so many patrons coming in and out uh, that it's like, you you know, you're, you're just, you're working with a ton of people and you got a team of probably 20 guys, guys and girls so it, it was good definitely good experience and i carried that over into the corporate world well
1: yeah man uh and you're obviously going to be successful with that because if you have interest in a business and it was a family business right so you knew if the family didn't do good you couldn't go on vacation on the summers right so Absolutely. you you were in there busting ass doing what you had to do to give the best customer service and and acted like you owned it so i'm sure you're probably doing that now with dnd huh
0: dude you said it perfectly yeah. You know, I, I, treat, uh, the territory, especially like it's as if it's my own business. Cause you know, these, these are, uh, my customers I, I like to see face to face and working with them is great. They've been stellar, you know, and, and bringing on, on board new customers is, is also huge. So it's, there are guys I've known for years and there are some I've known for a couple of months and, um, everyone's really great to work with. So yeah, I, I treat it as if it's my own business. You know, Nathan
1: Downs and I did a show a couple of weeks ago. I forget when it was, but, um, we had talked about entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs. You know, when you have a guy that's in your company and he acts like it's his and he, you know, he treats it like it's his, those guys are intrapreneurs, you know? So, yeah. You're probably an entrepreneur, bro.
0: Dude, I appreciate that. I look like that, that word up. too. You ought to check yeah. that
1: out, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the guy who comes in early, stays late, does whatever it takes. Uh, goes above and beyond those guys are right at that point of being an entrepreneur and some people are great entrepreneurs and not good entrepreneurs you know sure but uh they become key people in uh people's uh businesses man so
0: Dude, i appreciate the shout out man <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway bro so are you gonna uh you're gonna make it to vegas to the fence show and security expo august 23rd and 25th
0: Oh, yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll have our booth set up and we'll have uh, the latest and greatest as well as um, our, our stuff that we've been uh, displaying for fence tech shows for years. Like, we'll you know, trust your Magna Latch, for example, yeah. we'll have that all of our polymer products. Um, and then, yeah, some of our shut it products and then code locks as well, too. Um, yeah, we order. need to talk about that, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: I uh, so I just ordered in a um, uh, we use diggers. So. All of our, all of aluminum's courtyard aluminum. I just ordered in an aluminum gate to put on display in our showroom, and we've got the D and D technology. I got like a little piece of furniture—I don't know credenza, whatever you call it. Anyway, um, with all the D and D pamphlets and everything, that's going to be right underneath it. And then on the floor, I've got my D and D samples, man. And those samples, boy, when y'all ship samples, boy FedEx, man, he's got to be cursing y'all, cause those samples are heavy, bruh.
0: It, it, it's funny you mention that. I'm, I'm constantly working with customer service to identify the weights of some of these packages because, you know, we like to – they are heavy. Um, it's always quality materials, and then we, we try to send some literature with it too, you know. Any, anything the customer could use as far as help installing or just understanding the product and um, even some history too, It's it always goes a long way. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely back to the brim of those boxes.
1: If y'all use D&D technologies and you do not have some of their, um, their um, displays – you need to call your rep and get those things. Because I tell you what, when a customer comes in and sees that, they're like, oh, wow. You know, like we had a guy um, just recently came in because he had uh, his dumpster uh, gates that come off of his dumpster pad. And I'm like, oh, man, we're going to use these things. That, that These hinges, they're really badass. And, and it's kind of ironic because they're named badass. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, because he had like some welded – stuff with jay hooks or you know it was like no so um i was like you want you come in and see him so he came into uh came into the office looked at him and was really impressed and the job came out great and i mean how are you going to destroy those things you know it ain't gonna happen yeah for sure yeah i mean uh, if it does it's going to take a uh it's going to take a garbage truck with a dumpster on it to to really mess some things up you know, those J hooks. He had just had the thing built like six months ago. I was like, I guarantee these things will last longer than six months, without a doubt, you know? So yeah. hopefully he's got a bunch of commercial properties. So I'm hoping that he uh gets us to go out and change them all out on all his dumpster pads.
0: Yeah, yeah. You throw some shutter products on that, you'll they'll last over a lifetime. So Yeah. Yeah,
1: man. So uh enough about all that stuff, man. Let's let's get down to it. So You worked when I was going through your bio. um, You worked for that Hardy company. What was it called again? Um,
0: Yeah, James Hardy. So,
1: so yeah. So James Hardy is like I always say. Oh, that house has Hardy board on it. Yeah, they're almost like the the word Band-Aid. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Johnson and Johnson or Procter and Gamble or whatever. It's a Band-Aid. So,
0: that's exactly right so yeah. they've
1: kind of yeah. they kind of own that huh were they the first ones to come up with with cement board uh, siding?
0: yeah they they originated fiber cement and so uh yeah James is like the, uh, the the blanket name that you would use anytime you're using any kind of um, fiber cement board or even you know even if it's a competitive material you'd still probably call it you hear people call it hardy board all the time even though it may not be but yeah I mean they they're they're the leaders in that market so it's good it's a, it, actually I'm putting together uh, a few projects over at my new place and uh, I'm putting on a new backsplash behind my, uh, like my oven and stove area. Uh-huh. And so I actually just put in some half inch hardy board right behind there.
1: Yeah. 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 That semen board is nice, man. And, I, and that's yeah. crazy. I mean, I've always wanted to be, man, what if I could invent something that, you know, the name that I came up with everyone still called it, even though someone else was making it. I mean, that's <laughs> Me pretty, too. That's pretty strong, man.
0: <laughs> you, you get damn blank board, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to come up with something, bro. But I, I mean, that's that's a hell of a marketing tool, you know. Like like Frosty Flakes. Everybody thinks of Kellogg's. They don't think about Post.
0: Yeah. You know, or yeah, it's need. kind of it becomes the blanket term. Like it's it's ubiquitous with with just that that material, or that genre of material.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like I need to get some Quickcrete, and you'll go over there and buy, uh, you know, right Zachary. mix.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny you mentioned all these products. I'm, I'm using these too, so yeah. quite a few things going on. So, man, how long have you been at d I've been at d d since 2016. It was November 2016 when I came on board. Um, I, I left Hardy um, and then came on board with d d yeah, fall 2016. And uh, I, I started out actually as a, um, like a support rep under two of the managers. Um, one had retired. He was based out of Cleveland. Um, and he, he covered the whole Northeast that actually spanned out through Ohio and down to Virginia. And we had a, uh, another rep who covered South America who handled South Jersey and a couple, um, other States. And then, uh, when the one retired, uh, the other took over the mid Atlantic and then I took over the Northeast. So when,
1: so how long did it take you to become the boss of the, uh, D and D technology crime family?
0: And the moment I walked in, man, pretty
1: quick. <laughs> man, well, Mark talks highly of you too. He's like, oh, you got to talk to Pete. You got to talk to Pete. I'm like, all right.
0: <laughs> Mark's a good man. I I, uh, I get pretty amped every time he calls my phone. It's we always have good conversations, and uh, yeah, he, he's a good dude. So, um, yeah. so I've
1: never had conversations with you about D and D's products, but I have with Mark, and Mark's like a walking encyclopedia for those guys. Oh, yeah. He starts yeah, talking and it's kind of like, okay, is he reading the manual or does he just know it?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Well, Mark, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You, you put it perfectly. You know, a walking encyclopedia would be the word. Um, he knows everything about everything. He's been with D and D a long time too, so he, you know, anytime I have questions, I, I go to Mark and he's always there to help me out. And that goes for the rest of the team too. He's just okay. he's a wise man.
1: So I want to get into some new products, man. Um, yeah. One of the new products I know you have, and I'm really excited about, your badass hinge. We use a ton of them, but now you've got them to where they're round and they can go on round pipe.
0: Yeah, yeah. So th- so it uses the same design as our other badass hinges using radial sealed bearings, and there's virtually no friction Um and these these cover huge weights too. I mean, we're, we're talking like eleven hundred pounds can be the max gate weight, mm-hmm. um, and that's not including point load. So, uh, the, the way I kind of differentiated is max gate weight is pretty self explanatory. It's how heavy your gate can be. Uh, a point load would be like if you got someone swinging on a gate. If you got like a kid at the park, for example. He's he's on the gate and he's he's yeah swinging along with it. Yeah. That would be the max point load. So it's a temporary uh, additional weight. So we have those rated up to two thousand pounds.
1: Wow. Yeah. So. Um, we just used some of these, and I was talking to Dan Wheeler, and I was like, Dan, you heard about the new hinges? Because he's like, hey, who are you having on the show this week? I said, I'm having P. Caponella, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and uh, I told him about these new hinges, and he's like, dude, I just did this big farm job, and we got all these box hinges and bulldog hinges on these gates where we could have used those. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering— if I can even get away from using those and go into all badass hinges now that you can go to round pipe.
0: For sure. And, you yeah. know, too, because we also have like the weldable versions too, where the the um, profiles can go on, they, they have a, a concave to them. So you just butt them up to round posts, and you can weld them. And that goes for both sides. You know, our, our weld hinge is actually ideal for those kind of applications. So. Yeah. And also, too, what's nice is the, the sides of them are flattened. So even if it's not going to, if one side's not going to a round post, say you got uh, squared around, the gate's round, but the, the post's is square, you can do that as well. You know, you can just weld on the flat sides of it and that'll work just fine.
1: So can I order round around?
0: round? You can, yeah. Okay. Yep. Something mm-hmm. comes standard like that, too.
1: Yeah, because that's what I would need. I would need round around, Like, yeah. you know, you do a, a four inch galvanized post to an inch and five eighths, you know, welded frame.
0: Yeah. Versus what would be your, would be the go-to, and and what's especially great about that is, depending on the angle that you uh, kind of install it, you can eliminate the gate gap too. So if you install essentially behind the post and the gate, you can close the gap altogether. Yeah, it can yeah. Be tough itself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we we would use them a lot for our dumpster pads, man. So uh, we could go ahead and cheat those um, cheat those suckers up to the front, weld our gates onto them, and that way you don't have that gap between the gate and the post. Yep. and then we get a greater a greater opening radius out of them too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right, you know.
1: So and then maybe possibly put your lumber on front because you know you take some of those gates and you put two by fours in front of them, then you nail fence boards. Well, then you can't open them outward. They got to open inward. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, and that comes down to the spacing too. You know, between the posts and the gates. That's yeah. it's ideal for that. Yeah, I'm excited
1: about that, man. And Dan was like, God, I wish I would have known about that a couple months ago. I'm like, I think they just came out, right? Aren't they brand new?
0: Uh, the the first ones have been out for a while. Um, as far as the, the round post brackets, we we've had those. We rolled those out. Um, yeah, they, they they come in various sizes. They they've been out for for the newest ones actually came out around fence tech. Yeah. So okay. The double, yeah.
1: Well, shoot, right. I didn't even realize those, man.
0: Yeah. I, didn't realize yeah. I and, Speaking of Fence tech, it was great seeing you there. We had some laughs, had a couple <laughs> of drinks. It was a good time.
1: Yeah, man. I had a good time there. Um hung out with Jeff Horton a little bit, who is what, he's in your marketing uh, department, right? Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Hung out with Just him. The man.
1: Mark uh what's Mark's last name? It's uh Sh- Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Mark Shocker. We,
0: we got another uh, another Mark too. He covers the Northwest, so Golumski's oh. his last name.
1: Yeah. Jesus. All right. I don't even want to go there with that last name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, can't, hey, look, you can't get worse than Campanella, right? It's a mouthful, right there.
1: Yeah, it is a mouthful. So look, man, we just did this really cool custom aluminum gate, and we ended up setting a um, a steel square four by four post, put some tabs on it, and we ended up going with the uh, badass hinge that goes from steel to aluminum. And Excellent. so the guy had out there welding and had never done. Never done a badass hinge before. It's first time doing it, and the wind was barely blowing, and the gate kept swinging on him. And he's like, "Man, these hinges are amazing." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I can't keep them from moving." I, <laughs> it was funny, but it's yeah, it's amazing how smooth they are, and they just the, you can just bump it with your finger, and that sucker just.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that that's one of the big benefits with shut it um hinges is that. There's virtually no friction um, so it doesn't require you know there's going to be no grinding on it, and that's going to lengthen the the lifespan of your gate too for that same reason you know I, I always tell customers there's only one part of the fence that moves and that's the gate so it's very important that you have quality gate hardware um, both on the hinge and latch side you want you want the longevity of the gate to be as, as to go on as long as possible, so
1: yeah, yeah it's well, what you got on there. You know, I just put on my uh, my Facebook a thing about um, um, pool safety because I know D and D's real big on pool safety. It's like oh, yeah. part of part of y'all's DNA. And um, I don't have it in front of me, but I posted, and actually, I stole it from somebody else. I saw they posted this deal that you know, like twenty three percent of drownings happen at family events.
0: Is that crazy? Yeah. It, it, it is crazy and d so D was actually um founded upon the magna latch which was the original model looked like our uh, what is now our side pull our Magnalatch magna latch side pull um it's a polymer product and yeah it was it was for pool safety because they didn't have anything like it at the time and so uh yeah they they took the design and then made it more of a a, a long like an elongate shape so that children couldn't reach it and that's how we have today's – we're now on generation three magna latches. Technically four if you consider, if you count the uh, alert model, too.
1: Well, you know, and that's funny. Magnolatch latch is another thing that people call it magna latch, but it's really not a magna latch. Right. You yeah, know? It's a blanket term now for, for pool latches is latch. It has become, man, which is pretty, pretty awesome. But, yeah, yeah. I, I made this thing. It said 23% of child drownings happen during a family gathering near a pool. And then I put a link up for you to go to the um, the NDPA, the National Drowning Prevention Alliance. Oh, yeah. And it says, learn the five layers of protection. And it's pretty simple things, man, but you don't really think about that, you know, until you have to think about it, you know, until yes. I think about four or five years ago, some friends of ours, their, their uh, grandson ended up drowning. At a Fourth of yeah. July party, man, you know, and, yeah, and you know, it, it's crazy, man. When when something like that happens, I mean, how do you? What do you say to people? You know, right? How do you console someone who just lost a child or a or or a grandchild or whatever? You know, from drowning? It's yeah. it's it's crazy. And the funny thing is, man, um, you know, I almost drowned twice when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What happened? So it was the 4th of July party, matter of fact. it's like crazy? And like yeah. 4th of July was yesterday, right? So yeah. um, I, was, I don't know how old I was, but I fell in the pool, jumped in the pool, and one of my cousins saw me sitting Indian style at the bottom of the deep end. And he literally dove in and grabbed me by the head of hair and pulled me out the pool. Dude. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, I'm sorry. I only almost drowned once. I'm sorry. I almost died twice when I was a kid. But that was the first. That was the second time I almost died. Was was a oh, drowning deal in my uh, aunt and uncle's pool at a Fourth of July party. Do you yeah. still swim? Yeah. Oh yeah. I love to swim. I ended up being on a swim team and uh, swam competitively. You know when nice. uh, when I was in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Right on. Yeah, man. had a good time i liked swimming
0: nowadays you still keep up with it
1: um nowadays i do the whole just relax and kind of swim a little bit i need to do more of it though because i'm starting to work on getting in better shape so swimming is on my uh my list cool you know
0: i I hear bourbon by the pool is really good for that too
1: yeah yeah (laughs) bourbon by the hot tub maybe. i don't know about the pool can you see that (laughs) <laughs> go to go to the athletic club here in town and put a bottle of bourbon and a glass on the edge of the thing. <laughs> Kids, don't touch this. I'll be right back.
0: <laughs> You'd be hailed a hero, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm going to go do a 100-yard uh, breaststroke, 100-meter breaststroke. I'll be back. Don't touch my bourbon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's gold.
1: <laughs> anyway, so, um, so when I was at Fence Tech, Y'all had a new thing called code lock. Yeah, and tell me tell me a little bit more about this code lock stuff.
0: Yeah, sure. So code locks we have um, uh, in different types of we have different models. So we have uh, mechanical locks, electronic locks, and smart locks as well too. Um, so these are I, I'd consider like a, like a high end uh, if you have some kind of need for higher security on. Uh, a gate going into your home would be like a textbook example of it Um, Uh you can get yeah you can get um any any type of lock so some use uh like fobs some use like uh, key fobs others Uh have uh, key overrides and then um some of you just you can input different codes in them and you can also share the codes over an app that comes with it so like a keypad yeah exactly yep
1: yeah, so um, from what I saw with these code locks, it's going to be something that we can utilize on a gate that's uh, like a lot of your wrought iron gates. Those guys yep. make those guys put those little square areas where they cut out and put locks, mm-hmm. and we can finally have something that is uh, what's the word I'm looking for. It's not from Home Depot. That's just a you know a regular doorknob, you know. Out, uh, you know, sure. outside door lock.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and it, you know, we do have the uh, the kits too. So that includes the box for that, you know, that cutout, um welded cutout area that they have. Yeah. Um, so we do have kits that include that, and then we also have uh, panic egress as well too to kind of pair with it. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Huh. That's
0: yeah, they nice. come in different finishes as well too. We got marine grade for the weather. It's big lineup. Yeah. So.
1: So. Man, D and D is pretty worldwide, right? Aren't y'all Because oh, yeah. like, I know when I go to your website, I got to click whether or not I'm uh, in the U.S. or North America, South America, or. Um, so well, tell me a little. Tell me a little bit about D and D and and where it's from. Wasn't it? Didn't it start in Australia?
0: Yeah, that's right. So it was started in Australia by two uh, fencing contractors. And I know we touched on it a little bit. Um, they developed the Magnalatch; that was the flagship product. Right. Um, and then, yeah, they our U.S. Uh, corporate office is in. There's two. There's one in Huntington Beach, California, and then the other we have in Charlotte, North Carolina, as well, too. Um, that was uh, that we opened that one up about a year and change ago, maybe two years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, and then we have uh, some reps over in Europe as well and Asia too. So, yeah, we we it's global.
1: Man, that's and and you've got uh, and they carry all your different lines, right? Gate wheels. I mean, y'all have gate wheels. You've got uh, door hinges for like regular doors, don't you?
0: Uh, not so. It's special hinges for doors. Yeah, we, we do we do offer. It's it's very high end. Like our our sure close conceal fit. Um would be something you'd see on like a cruise ship or like a high end hotel. Um and those are cool. You know, you you, you kinda th- you don't really see any bit of the hinge. It yeah. goes into the part of it goes into the door, part goes into the uh the door jam. uh uh-huh. And then it just it, it's very a very smooth, controlled close like the rest of our shore clothes line is for gates. Um, but we make those for doors as well.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know if we went offline or not, man. I don't know what just happened. But we're gonna continue going <laughs> uh rob the producer fix that for me bro cut that section out <laughs> anyway man um yeah so um back back to d and d and everything that y'all have I know we're kind of harping on it, but this is the uh the first show of season five and d and is our flagship sponsor so we wanted to keep everything d and d man um what else do y'all have? Y'all have anything else coming down the pipeline, uh, new stuff that you can share with us? Because I know sometimes you're like, you got to keep things hush-hush and you can't really talk about it. But is there some things you can tell us about?
0: Yeah, uh, there's one product in particular I, I would definitely like to mention. That's uh, that's our, so we have a, a what's called our true TrueClose Heavy Duty Multi-Adjust Hinge. Okay. And um, that is ideal for PVC um, and can also be used on wood. And it's great because you can adjust it both laterally and vertically. Um, each leaf side has has a different adjustment. So um, we, we've, we're coming out with our second generation of that model um, around August. And what's nice is we've actually uh, made it more user-friendly, more intuitive, um, and the weight rating increased as well, too. So we'll be launching that around August, maybe September. Um, but that is a, a very... Um, it's just—it's a very quality hinge and has a bunch of different purposes. It's—it's it's versatile and uh, the adjustment on it is just very—it's very, very user friendly. So, um, as far as the tension adjustment, how fast you want the gate to close, um, and then also too for the, like I said, the lateral and vertical adjustment too. So, like in the here in the Northeast, you know, it's not a matter of um, if your gate's going to sag; it's really when. And mm. so when your gate begins to sag, because the ground is shifting, um, instead of resetting the whole gate and the post, you can just adjust it on the hinge side um, and in some cases the latch side as well. So that's something I'm really looking forward to launching. Nice, man.
1: Um, I know on the badass hinge, you've got like, uh, is it a half inch of play? I think it is. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so- a
1: half inch, huh?
0: Yeah, so uh, which again, for the same reason, um, you can actually, you know, you don't have to reset the whole post. Um, you can actually just adjust it uh, on the hinge itself.
1: Yeah, that's what I, I love about those. But you're telling me these go up and down and side to side. These multi uh, hinges
0: for the polymer ones. Yeah, that's right. That's correct.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice if we had a D, if we had a badass that did that, wouldn't it?
0: I'll uh, I'll see what I can do, man. <laughs>
1: that would be so awesome (laughs) yeah but having that adjustment man if uh someone hits a post you know one of these big dump trucks bumps a post a little bit at least you know you got some play where you can go out there and mess with it and try to get the uh the gate working right and looking right
0: yeah exactly exactly um but yeah i mean it's a huge help especially in certain conditions when there's harsh weather and you got Long, long seasons that that happens in, you know, a lot of states like Maine and Vermont after long winters, you got the thaw season where it's just muddy. And um so it's it's pretty useful there.
1: Well, you know, talking about um the freezing weather, Jeff had sent me some stuff that I was looking over and y'all actually have drain holes for the water to run out of. That's right. So that way. The water doesn't get hung up. The rain, or sleet, whatever doesn't get hung up in the in the in the hinge or even in the lock mechanism, yeah. I believe, and freeze and bust your product. It actually has weep holes for all that stuff to run out of. Correct?
0: Yep. Yeah. So um, the product team has engineered uh, water egress for that that very reason. You're not going to get water stuck in there if it rains and then freezes overnight. Uh, that's never going to be an issue. And we actually we test these in in. Uh, like freezing conditions too for long periods of time Uh and we do cycle testing, you know, in very uh, cold temperatures. So yeah, it's, it's not an issue. It's uh, something they, you know, they, they make sure for all the products that water never gets to any component that, you know, it might negatively affect it. We make sure that water never goes near it. So it's uh, yeah, it's good.
1: Now do y'all sell the uh, lock latch, right?
0: Yeah, that's us.
1: Okay. So I thought so because, uh, that's all we use on all our aluminum gates. We use the lock latch. Awesome. And, do
0: you, go, you uh, use the regular version?
1: Um, the black one uh, handles on both sides. Key, I'm not sure. Um,
0: Does it, Do you drill through the post or do you go on, use the rod on the outside of it?
1: Um, You drill through the post. Gotcha. Yeah. Probably a deluxe, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Because um, okay. there's a... There's a damn thing in there, a piece in there, a rod, and if you don't cut it right, it won't latch. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> I, I do, dude. That thing is a pain in the ass, man. Well, we we've since fixed that problem where we have um, there's like a, a two prong system on the end of it, so it actually clicks into the external access kit. So the push button on the back, so uh-huh. you don't have that problem. You'll know exactly where to cut it. It's there's no more like you know guessing or any kind of. Uh...
1: Well, what happens is my guys. You know, granted, they're out there. It's hot, man, or it's cold or whatever it is. They've been working. Of course, you know, the gate latch is probably the last thing they get, they're doing. Right. And what, what happened to the directions? Because it tells you how long to cut it, right? Yeah. So then they're out there, oh, about this long. And then it works. And about a week later, the homeowner's like, hey, this thing's not working. And you're like, oh, did y'all cut that
2: rod Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, but I have uh, I have, I have a lock latch on mine at home. So I went to work one day and I'm like, look, guys, y'all been raving about this uh, D&D lock latch thing. And I'm going to let you know right now, it sucks. I hate it. I want the lock off my gate. I hate it, right? So my guy, Terry, who installs them all the time, he's like, well, I didn't do the one at your house, did I? I was like, no, they, it was a job they did on a weekend. They came by and did it. So he comes by and he's like, "Uh, there's nothing wrong with the lock. When the guys, apparently, we had to cut a panel or something and they didn't put a screw in to hold it. So the gate post was moving, which is the reason why the lock wasn't working. Yes. Right. So now I go outside, and I'm like, this thing's awesome. It works great. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to trash the whole thing until my boy Terry came over. But, uh, yeah, come to find out, that's what the problem was, and now I love the latch. So I yeah. talked bad about it for a little while. I'm like, well, y'all rave about this thing. I don't get it. But,
0: yeah. For the guys was, who for the guys who installed it and uh, installed your fence, did they leave you with the taillight warranty? Well, no, so it was my guy's. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was, it was, like, hey,
1: who wants to work this weekend? Well, Terry, he does probably 99% of our aluminum. So Terry's like, hey, man, I can't work this weekend. So I had a couple of my other guys come over. So they did the aluminum. They did the lock and everything right. It's just um, the way the way the panel is, it's attached to my house and then to the gate post. So there was a little bit of play in there. So what Terry did was he just kind of pulled on it, ran a screw, through, took the top cap off the gatepost, ran yeah. a screw through the panel, and held it tight, the gate post, So now the gatepost doesn't move. So now it works perfect every time. Oh, He's cute. like, sometimes you got to do that. And in the situation we were in, because I didn't want to um, – well, I couldn't because I had a uh, – uh, the addition that we put on my house had a footing that came out. So we couldn't get a post right there. So we had wall mounts to the house. Well, they were concentrating so much on that to make sure that that didn't pull out. They didn't really pay attention to the gatepost deal, you know. So it's one of those callback things, and of course, the callback costed me money, man. And that's that's one of D and D's biggest things is is preventing callbacks. But you know, sometimes you can't prevent them because you got guys that are out there who maybe just don't know or they're not experienced enough in what they're installing, but. When it comes down to y'all's product, um, you know, if I had to say anything, the only other callbacks I had was because that inside button wasn't working and we had to go adjust it. And that wasn't D&D's fault. It was my guy's fault because they tossed the directions or didn't have the right measurement when they cut that rod, you know.
0: Well, when, when you talk about cost of callbacks, that's, yeah, you're, you're speaking our language. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. You know, we, we want to make sure we're delivering a, a quality product so that Um, it saves you any kind of callbacks. And, uh, you know, it's not going to cost you time out in the field. It's not going to cost you uh, money where it's gas and then also opportunity loss for any new business you might be getting in there. You know, you'll, you'll have all those things at your fingertips because you won't be running back to a job that you did, you know, a week, month ago, whenever it may be.
1: Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather pay a little bit more and get that lock latched than do a regular old gravity latch.
0: That, sure. They got a lifetime working on it too,
1: and it's got a key. That's another thing, and it gives me another opportunity to um, to promote Fence King because we're getting um, we're getting keychains made that are branded that are going to go onto the pool key, so then they can't help but know who installed that fence, who installed that lock, and they're going to call us back.
0: Genius, man. It's a great um, idea. I didn't come up with that idea, but
1: <laughs> I think the first time I saw it was uh you know Ken uh, Throckmorton. Yes, he's up in Ohio, I think maybe. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Ken Ken's the one that I saw. He had it, and then I saw oh uh, old uh, flip flop Mark Olson with a SWI fence down okay. in Florida. He had I call him Flip Flop Mark. Olson. I was just about
0: to ask, where does that come from? So, so
1: it's funny that in our industry we got two Mark Olsons. We have Mark Olson from Job Nimbus and then we have Mark Olson with SWI fence. Well, Mark Olson with uh Job Nimbus is like seven foot tall. The dude's like you you look at him you're like, Okay. <laughs> you know? So so uh um so the way I differentiate them is seven foot tall mark olson and uh flip-flop mark olson so mark mark moved from wyoming now he's living down in st augustine florida so now he's a beach bum. he he surfs and he's fencing and all that good stuff
0: that's quite the transition wyoming to florida yeah man so his um
1: he bought a house down in st augustine he was gonna do it like an airbnb slash their vacation home right yeah And they all went down there. Because Ken Throckmorton, he leaves Ohio every winter and goes down to Florida also. Okay. So, um, and I guess Wyoming, same thing. You know, it's cold as shit up there, right? Yeah. So, I guess they went down and visited Ken. Well, they ended up buying a house down there to rent it out or Airbnb it and then use it whenever they want to go down. And um, his wife, uh, Tanya, went down there. The to visit, she's like, uh, I'm not going back to Wyoming. I'm staying here.
2: <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so Mark, man, crazy story. Mark goes ahead, goes back to Wyoming, does a big yard sale, and sells as much shit as he can because they had furnished this whole house. So he's like, we don't need all this crap. So he had a huge yard sale. He, he documented it on YouTube and went ahead and sold everything that he could, and I think they loaded everything they could in a twenty-foot U-Haul and hauled it back to Florida, and that was it. They moved away from Wyoming,
0: man. Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. So uh, he's got he's got three uh, SWI fences, fence, fran- uh, locations, not franchise, locations across Wyoming, and uh, like Cody and Casper and somewhere else. And um, he moved down here and he started his YouTube channel that he art. Well, he already had a YouTube channel called successful contractor and then he started a series of uh you know how to start up a business and go to three million in two years when you move to a new location so he's started a whole another fence company down there and he's documenting it all on youtube
0: that's awesome yeah Yeah. you're gonna send me the link to that
1: yeah uh it's successful contractor on youtube cool yeah it's pretty uh it's pretty crazy man awesome so Dude, you know what I need to send you, man? I've got uh, I got one right here. I need to send you this. I've got you drink bottled beer?
0: Absolutely.
1: Dude, I got these um My Fence Life bottle openers. Oh, Stall stainless send my steel.
0: Way. And, I don't mean to get greedy here, but send a few my way.
1: Yeah, you need to send me your address and then um, or you need to go to MyFenceLife.com and fill out the contact form at the bottom. And put your address on it, and I will send you that. And we've got some uh, uh, shit poker chips made for Vegas. Oh, so I don't amazing. have one right here, but we got real the real deal. I mean, they like feel like real poker chips. We got the real deal poker chips made with the My Fence Life logo on one side, and on the other side, the QR code that goes to um, this thing that I'm building. It's not quite ready, so but it's still kind of it works, but Every time you log on to it, it'll be different, but I'm working on that. Anyway, yeah, it's got a QR code. It goes to the to the show, man. It's pretty pretty awesome. I'm going to leave That's those all unreal. around.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm going yeah, to leave that format right after this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, so, um, yeah, how we got from getting pool keys with uh, our logo on it all the way down to St. Augustine, Florida, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> It's been been a journey, man.
1: So, and also, if you fill out one of those, man, we'll send you one of these. Do you have one of these yet?
0: No, I I saw you had those at Fence Tech, and I couldn't couldn't finish it. uh, I couldn't fit it in my bag. I I always I travel real light, so uh, no, I would love one of those.
1: All right, so I can send one of these to you guys. Uh, And for those people listening on the podcast, we've got these license plates that say Fence Life on them for my Fence Life. They're pretty freaking dope. People are constantly sending me pictures of them. Uh, they're sponsored by Finch Track. Thank you, Finch Track, for those. Uh, those guys are doing a tremendous job. They're framing their, uh, your imagination. They can do whatever you want. It's that I tell you what, Finch Track is being, becoming a game changer in the fencing industry when it comes to uh, residential and commercial applications. Man, this stuff's got like a twenty-year warranty. Um, it, 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 it's the strong option when it comes to, to fencing. It's. It's crazy. They, it's a steel frame, and you can just fill it in whatever you want. You can put them horizontal, vertically. You can even do a Chevron pattern if you want. It's a steel post system. It's pretty awesome. And they just came out with a, uh, a ranch post, an H post. And Mark Olson, old flip-flop Mark Olson, is going to try to drive some of those and literally build three- and four-board farm and ranch fencing where they just slide into the grooves, man. And screw in, pretty nice stuff.
0: Yeah, that sounds ideal for installation.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Driving's become a big thing, man. Real big thing. Uh, we've been we've been pounding post uh, a couple years now. A couple years now, we've been driving them and There's been people driving them for years, you know, decades in the ag industry. But now okay. it's becoming real big in residential, and people are like. Um, well, Mark Olson came out with a patented uh, um, I-beam, aluminum I-beam that you can drive now and, and put aluminum fencing together. So, yeah, it's, it's taking the country by storm, man. Every day I'm getting more and more people in my inbox wanting to know what driver I'm using and what am I driving and what kind of post and what's the weight of the post. Because we're even our chain link, man. We're driving everything. I have my guys on uh terminals and gate post. they dig about a two foot hole with a uh 10 inch bit and then we drive or post into that and then we concrete that up because it's a terminal and it's an input and a, it's either a terminal of some type mm-hmm. or a gate post but all the rest of them man um, we're just driving that uh I think we're getting it from Steven's pipe that sps22 Right on. We're driving all our line posts, man. Crazy, just going in, just driving away. The guys love it. They love it.
0: That's the real deal, man.
1: Well, yeah, man. You're not packing concrete. You know, you're not going home and got concrete boogers in your nose, right? You're not. Concrete dries your skin out. We're not having to pull the auger out and dig dig all these holes. We don't have all the dirt clean up. You know, we don't have to store the the, the concrete. And any, anybody out there that doesn't pick up what concrete they need for every job you know if you're storing it well that becomes an issue you gotta make sure it doesn't get wet then you got all that weight wearing tearing your trailers or trucks hauling it back and forth it's just it's really changing the face of fencing it really is
0: yeah that's cool stuff yeah
1: it's crazy man look bro i'm ready to cut this thing short it's getting late i had a long day at work today so uh Think, I uh, think we're gonna call it a night, man. Dan, I appreciate you, bro. You this too, been man. Awesome. It
0: always is.
1: And hey, look, I didn't mean nothing about the old. Uh, you're a little further along than I am when it comes to the ball, and,
0: but <laughs> I couldn't help but bring it up, man. <laughs> oh, Dan, I, I do this for a reason, man. It's it, it's for the attention. So, thank you. I yeah. appreciate you. <laughs>
1: Well, look, man, you have a good one. And I'm going to see you in Vegas at the uh, Fence Show and Security Expo. We're going to have a great time. I'm going to have Pepper with me. I'm going to have Benji of Clever Fox is going to be with us. And I'm also going to have my media guy. So he's going to be going around doing a bunch of videoing. Um, He's going to be doing some little interviewing. Hey, what do you think about the show? What do you think about, uh, when I say show, My Fence Life and also the Fence Show that we're going to be at? And we're going to be cutting all that stuff up, putting it the reels. So it's going to be pretty Sweet. dope, man. So, yeah. Anyway. That's incredible. Look, guys, we want to thank all our sponsors, uh, Expert Stain and Seal, Finch Track, my salesman, bizraider.com, take back control of your, uh, your reviews, and cleverfox.online. We want to thank those guys. And, uh, hey, guys, y'all keep on fencing.
2: You've been listening to My Fence Life.